The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, now celebrating its 10th anniversary. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairytale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairytale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money-saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Alyssa Lewis about her ceremony at Spaceship Earth in Epcot, with a reception at Ariel's and a dessert party at the French Island, also in Epcot. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose all of these locations, and how she planned everything, and how it all turned out. So welcome, Alyssa. Hi, Carrie. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. So I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiancé decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. So for me, I always knew I was going to have a Disney wedding. I grew up as a little girl saying, I'm going to get married here. I'm going to get married here. And then when me and Jason started dating, we had our first date at Disneyland. And then his first trip to Disney World, we went together. And then he proposed at Disney World at Epcot. So we just became a Disney couple. (laughs) So how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? My family already knew as soon as we got engaged that it was going to be a Disney wedding. And Jason's family was really excited when they heard the news because they had never been to Disney World. Oh, that's great. Okay. So how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We invited 30 people and 23 were able to make the trip. Oh, great. Okay. Did you set up a room block for them? We did do a room block. All our guests had decided beforehand that they wanted to stay at the Art of Animation. So when we went to go set up our room block, it was super easy for us. So we just did that one hotel And they chose that hotel because they wanted to use the gondolas and kind of use that as a convenience of getting around, which was super great because all the kids loved it. Oh, wonderful. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? So we knew we wanted to do it in April because we wanted to do it with the Flower and Garden Festival going on. And we knew we wanted to do a dessert party on the same day when we were talking with our planners. She was telling us that certain days in April were blocked out for dessert parties. So she kind of told us some dates that were available. And one of the dates ended up being April 12th. And we really liked the sound of April 12th. So we chose that date. And then for the time, we only had a choice to do it before park opening. So 
we really didn't get a choice on that one. That's interesting. So there was no option to do it after park closed. What time did you have to start? So we started at 6.30 in the morning. Originally, they had it at 6, but we did ask if we were able to push it to 6.30 just so we could get some photos as the sun was coming up. But we did run into a problem that as we got closer to the wedding, they did move up park hours. But we got lucky enough that they did let us keep the 6.30. Oh, great. Okay. Now, how did you choose your ceremony and reception venues? We chose our ceremony um, because Epcot is just a park that we were in love with. That is our first park we go to every time we go. And then we chose Spaceship Earth because every time we leave Epcot, we always walk out and our jaws are just dropped to the ground in awe. And then we just sit at the front of the park and we just look at Spaceship Earth and we just sit there for about 10 minutes and we just enjoy the beautiful ball. And that's how we came to choose that location. And for our reception, we chose Ariel's because we wanted to stay in kind of that Epcot area there. And Ariel's offered just a beautiful, open, light area. So we kind of wanted to go with the light. Um, We chose blue and pink wedding colors. So it just kind of fit in with Ariel's. Got it. Now for Spaceship Earth, people have asked in the past to use that as a ceremony venue and been turned down. How did it transpire that you guys were able to get that? When we first started talking to them, we had mentioned if it would be an option for us. And they said that they would have to get park approval. So we originally held a backup location. It was actually France and Epcot. So they reserved that for us while waiting for the park approval. And then they just came back and said the park approved it. That's wonderful. Were there any restrictions or policies specific to Spaceship Earth, like you needed to pay extra for lighting or anything like that? I think because it hadn't been used before, they really didn't have any restrictions. I remember as we got closer to the date, I had mentioned, hey, is a lighting package mandatory? And she said it was not mandatory, but it could be something that could be added on. We went ahead and added it on just because we didn't know what it was going to be like that morning, if it was going to be dark, if it was going to be light. But at the time, there was no restrictions. It just had to be before park opening. Interesting. Okay. Do you remember how much they charged you for the lighting package? For the lighting package, I believe they charged us 4500 Okay, got it. So for the park venues, I'm sure this was a little bit difficult, but did you use any outside vendors for the parts of your event that you could? So we did use some outside vendors. We used the Bella Agency for hair and makeup. Yanis was great. She made us all look and feel beautiful. She was great with communication and she just made everyone feel special. We used Catherine for dressing the day before the wedding. She made the process super easy and she was very accommodating with all the craziness we had going on the day before the wedding. And she was able to work with our schedule. We also used Cinemedia for videography. We used him for both the ceremony and the reception. 
And he was just really great. Him and his team was super great. Steve was so nice. He really paid attention to detail, making sure he captured every little thing on our big day. And then we had Regina Hyman and her husband, Gary. And there's not enough words to explain how great they were. There wouldn't be anybody else we would have wanted to photograph our day. They were just all around amazing. And lastly, we used Catherine Mundy as our officiant. And she was like our fairy godmother. She was wonderful and helped us every step of the way to our happily ever after. That's fantastic. Did you guys add any kind of entertainment to the ceremony or the reception? Yes. So we surprised our guests with the 50th Mickey and Minnie. They were a big hit. Everybody loved them, especially the little ones. And it was super great because with the 50th Mickey and Minnie, they come with their own special backdrop, which made the pictures really great. Oh, that's fantastic. Did you do a DJ or anything at the reception? We did have a DJ. We had DJ JW. Oh, great. Okay. Now, do you have any menu items or cake flavors that you would recommend? We highly recommend the almond cake with the maple frosting. Everybody loved it, and they are still talking about it. It tasted like pancake in a cake form. (laughs) And then we also had the churro cake with hazelnut crunch frosting, and that one was so delicious. It tasted like a brownie, so that one was also great. For food items, we highly recommend the potato pavé. That one was really delicious. And then the braised short rib. Everyone at the reception loved it, although my husband and I never got a chance to try it, but everybody was talking about it. So I have to say it was pretty great. It was the hit of the food. (laughs) Now for your dessert party at the Upper Terrace in France, can you talk a little bit about the food that you chose and whether you did a ride mix in? So for our dessert party, we went with a lot of sweets. We did the Mickey ice cream bars. We did the zebra domes. We had a hazelnut crunch bar. We also did like the Ohana inspired bread pudding. So we did like a lot of stuff from the parks, like our favorite sweets from around the park. And then we also added a ride mix in at Frozen Ever After. Oh, that's great. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? Yes. So hair and makeup started at midnight. And then we got picked up at 4.50 to be taken over to Epcot. We did family photos. And then the ceremony started at 6.30. After the ceremony, we did some family photos. Everybody was taken over to Ariel's at 7.30. And then the reception went from 7.30 to about 12.00. There was a break from 12.30 until we returned to meet back up at 7.15 for the dessert party. That's fantastic. Okay. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? Our most important aspect was photography and videography. 
they were the most important to us so that once our special day was over, that we would still have all those special memories to keep. And we can kind of look back at the day and watch the videos and all the photos. And then another important aspect to us was the food. We had an insane amount of food between the reception and the dessert party. Everybody kept telling us like, you have such a big menu. And that is exactly what we wanted. We wanted to give our guests a great dining experience. And we're better to do that than Disney. <laughs> and then also we wanted to focus on entertainment. That was really important to us. We wanted to give our guests a day to remember and to do things that they normally wouldn't do, like getting to have that special time with Mickey and Minnie and then the dessert party so that they could watch the show from their own private viewing. So we just kind of wanted to focus more on our guests and giving them that experience, the food, and then the photography and videography. Got it. Were there aspects that were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? I would say floral and decor was a little less important to us because we wanted to keep the natural beauty of Spaceship Earth. And then we also chose April so that we could do it during the flower and garden, which added its own beauty to areas in the park and things like that. And I would say our guest staying at Art of Animation really helped us save money on transportation because after the reception, they were able to exit out of the beach club on the backside and go over to the gondolas, which they took back to their hotel. And then they were able to bring the gondolas back for the dessert party meeting at the International Gateway. So that really helped save on the transportation. Well, that's a great tip. What ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? My favorite memory would either be walking down the aisle and seeing my husband for the very first time or our first kiss and after, you know, our first kiss and looking into each other's eyes and we are officially husband and wife. That that feeling of overwhelming joy was something I can't explain. <laughs> That's wonderful. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Something that didn't go as planned was for our dessert party. Our BEO said to me at the International Gateway at 7.15 and that our event would start at 8 o'clock. Prior to our wedding, we had asked our planner if this was correct as it seemed to be a little bit early. And she assured us that it was correct. That was the time, you know, we needed to be there. And then we were still a little iffy on it. So we asked again in person at our rehearsal the night before. And again, we were assured that it was correct. We arrived at the International Gateway at 7.15, us and all our guests and Regina and her husband, everybody got there. And we did not see any Disney employees, anybody that kind of would tell us where to go. So we just waited around for a little bit to see if anybody was going to come out around, I would say, probably 7.30. We had asked security, and they said that they were going to check on it for us. And, you know, they said somebody was on their way coming out. I would say about 7.35, a Disney employee did come out and informed us that they weren't ready for us yet. We ended up sitting there till a little bit after 8 oh. before they walked us into the park. 
so it was a little upsetting that you know we had asked a couple times and they were like no 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 it's correct and then we you know had our guest waiting out there you know Regina and her husband was out there Disney did apologize to us and we left it at that because you know to us we looked back on the day and it was just a, an amazing day and for that one small thing to go wrong we were like you know what it's okay you know they apologize they'll just leave it there we also had another problem with transportation we had transportation in the morning going to epcot for our guests and in the morning the bus actually left my brother and his one-year-old daughter at their hotel my brother said he was walking out about five minutes before the time I had given him and the bus was pulling away. There was other guests on the bus that said, wait, wait, he's with us. And the bus driver had responded that he had a schedule to keep. Yes, we were very lucky. My brother-in-law drove to Florida. So my brother-in-law was able to pick him up from his hotel and transport him over to where we were staying. We were staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge. So they were able to bring him over to be picked up on the bus when it picked us up. So we got really lucky, but that was a little upsetting. But it all worked out in the end. So it was okay. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Now, was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? I think I was a little overworried about everything since the minimal communication that we had leading up to the wedding. But overall, I overworried because Disney definitely knows what they're doing. They pulled it together. We had a great day. So all those worries just kind of were washed away. <laughs> That's great. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I would ask for more phone calls and video calls with the planner. I feel we spent a lot of time emailing back and forth. And finally, when I would ask, hey, can we do a call? And then once we would get on the call with her, things were just cleared up in minutes, all that miscommunication, the CEO was fixed, it was taken care of right then and there you know, through email, a lot of things can get lost. So I definitely would have asked for more of those calls and more of those video chats ahead of time, because I did wait and wait, telling myself, Oh, no, it'll, it'll get fixed, it'll get fixed. And then when we got to the last minute, I was asking for more of those calls, which I just would have done that a little bit sooner. And that's a great tip. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? My main tip is don't be afraid to ask for something. If there's something you really want and something that you envision for your wedding, don't be afraid to ask. And for us, we did have an issue with the characters where I had always mentioned to them, even in our planning session, that characters were a must for us. A couple weeks before the wedding, they said that the characters were not able to be in aerials because it was too small of a location and we had to have the greens package. I expressed my, my concerns, my frustrations with them that I had always wanted the characters that it had been talked about. We had mentioned it multiple times and our planner was 
able to make it happen. She rearranged the tables. She was able to talk with them to get it approved. And it did get approved. And I am just so glad that I really pushed it and, you know, expressed to them that it was a must. And they made magic happen. So just don't be afraid to ask for things. Don't be afraid to tell them how you're feeling because that's going to help them provide that, that perfect wedding that you envision. That's great advice. Well, Alyssa, I think you've offered a ton of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you for having me, Carrie. I really appreciate it. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. <laughs> 